Welcome back to another episode of Performance Talk. You know I'm back with the Queen Tanya of Apex Takeover Podcast, and we're about to pop on some topics that have definitely been running amok. Has some of you fooled? Has some of you cursing people out? Talking about you don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's fake, it's fake, it's fake. The shit ain't fake, it's real. Lewis Hamilton 2025 going to Ferrari. How the hell are you feeling about that, Tanya? Oh my goodness. Well, I just want to first off say good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, um, Jay, for having me on the show today. And when the news broke, you were like one of the first people that I reached out to because I couldn't believe it. I got up maybe around like 6 EST, and I had already started to get notifications from people from the UK, and I'm like, okay, I'm not participating in this type of gossip. Now, I will participate in a little bit of messy gossip, but I'm not going to participate in this type of gossip unless I know it's certified, bonafiable, true. Right. And it wasn't until maybe like 9, 10 o'clock EST that the confirmation started to come out through a lot of the major media, like right. Sky Sports, and mm -hmm. then also heard the rumblings of Total Wolf, 2 p.m. Um, England time, they're gonna be having this meeting, what's the meeting gonna be about? Mm -hmm. So I think once that had um, came out and Total Wolf actually made his statement, <clears throat> that's when I was like, oh my goodness, it is true. Yeah. <laughs> For real, I'm trying to tell you. I was, I was already up at like three, so I'm up at three, 3.40, 3.30, I'm down here doing my dips and shit, and I, I get a little notification. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I said the same thing. I said, oh, here we go with this again. Right. So about 4.58, 5, shit just kept building. I said, oh, this shit might be real. So about 6, I went on to just address it. Like, hey, if it's real, we're going to see if it's confirmed, but I'm so not So you went on live? You were yeah, on, I went like, live on, on, like on YouTube? Oh, okay. Yeah, 6 a.m. Like, let me just go ahead and address it and see, oh let gosh, people know. Like, chill. Okay, I see your notification like pop up, but it was still early for me. So that's why you were on because you were like, what's going on? So yeah, what was the consensus of your community? Like, what did they think? Man, my community was like, don't fall for it again. This is not <laughs> real. I got somebody that's heavy in the community. Like she never lose faith. She like, this is just fake. It's not real. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it like this. I don't see why I should discount it for not being real. But at the same time, we've been here before. So I'm going to wait for a lot of more more accurate and more authorized construction. Like if F1 posts it, shit's real. If right. Mercedes mentions it and posts it, it's real. So I'm waiting for those. But in the meantime, I'm telling people, I wouldn't be mad at Lewis. I'm not mad at Lewis. He's done a lot of great things in his career. We've witnessed him do great things in Formula One. He is the greatest driver in Formula One. If the brother decides that on the back half of my career, I don't want to be with Mercedes, so damn be it. I don't give a shit. It's his life. He done done great things. Y'all don't watch him. Go do it, Lewis. Go drive for Ferrari. I already said the Ferrari has more to gain by getting Lewis Hamilton and Lewis Hamilton has the game by getting with Ferrari. And I still do believe that. The stock price shows that shit. Stock jumped. That yes. shit was teetering like this. Now all of a sudden the shit just looked like this. On, on whatever YouTube, whatever Yahoo Finance, wherever you want to go, <laughs> go check Thursday Ferrari stock price. Look at the value. Look at the chart. That's Lewis Hamilton right there. So, yeah, they got to come on now. Well, it seems Stop to playing. me like he was involved in the marriage. I mean, he's been with the Mercedes brand for over 20 years. You know, right. so look at it from that aspect. But then he's been with the team for 11 years. So I think that that was a hesitation for me to believe if the information was true or not. But when you look at look at his motorsport career, there is there's no room to be stagnant, whether it's a year, sure. two years, three years or four, especially given how old he is, how long he's already been in the sport, what's right. it's going to what his um, objectives are going to be in the next 
I don't know, however long he's going to be in the sport. You think he's going to be in there for four I more think years? Like four more seasons, maybe. Which makes sense. So why not try something new? And also, Ferrari, when you look at Ferrari as a house in itself, they have been in, in Formula One the longest. They do have the most championships. A lot of the drivers, which is Mikel Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel, world champions, Kimi Raikkonen, they have all driven for the prancing horse. So... Mm-hmm. To me, when you think of it, about it from that um, that uh, macro level, right. um, yeah, that macro level of perspective there, it seems like it does make sense for Lewis. And the way that Carlos Sainz, and we'll, I guess we'll get to Carlos Sainz a little bit later, but the way that mm-hmm. Carlos Sainz was able to put that car first many of times in 2023, it makes sense to me. The only thing that I that gives me pause and why I'm cautiously optimistic, well, for one, because I'm like, what am I going to do with all my Mercedes merch? Like, it was so hard. And I was just thinking too, like, all right, for one, I was thinking more on the lines of what are they like? So what's Tommy Hilfiger going to do? Because Tommy Hilfiger is with Mercedes because of Lewis. What are all the major um, sponsorships and partnerships that Lewis Hamilton has brought to Mercedes? Like Accelerate 25, which was that was a joint venture between mm-hmm. Mercedes and also Lewis Hamilton. Where is that going to go? Is Mercedes still going to honor that even though Lewis Hamilton isn't going to be part of the team after 2025? Right. Um, what about the Mission 44 statement? Is Ferrari going to adopt that Mission 44 um, whole synergy thing that he has going on with bringing more people of color into motorsport. And to me, if you look at it on that aspect and Ferrari says yes, and we see engineers of color on the Ferrari team, like, come that's on, that's a win. Point. Big point. That's a win. And I think that in itself has been a bit of concern, even when it first the you know, earlier, earlier when these rumblings came out and it was really fake news then. But really, I said where there's smoke, there's fire. So evidently, maybe overemphasized, but not completely fake. Because my grandfather's always, always told me that every lie has truth in it because there is no lie without the truth. So right. even then, talks were probably happening, but it overemphasized and it was like, nah, let's chill back. And I also want to credit Charles because Charles said in a, in a press conference, like, why wouldn't you want to learn from the best in the game? And he's often even said that Lewis is the eight time, I mean, seven time world champion. So I think it'd be good. But let me ask you this. The big question to a lot of people is going to be, why? What happened? What's the straw that broke the back? What's the reason that the divorce happened? And I'm going to tell you, I think there are a multiple, I think there are multiple answers for that question. I think that one, we can go ahead back to 2021. Mercedes got their eighth. Lewis didn't get his. But I think it's more so not about that he didn't get it was damaging and it hurt. And it was something that was wrong done in the sport. But I think it's the point that Mercedes honestly didn't stand up to the fight. Regardless of what it was going to cost, regardless of what was in the balance, they didn't stand up to the fight for something that was right. And they went ahead and went in the direction of something that was wrong for the sake of the bottom line. For the sake that we want to compete. And then, you know what? Fine. We want to compete. What are y'all going to do? That's one. Two, you come back 2022 with a shitbox ass car. I can't compete if I even wanted to. And I'm doing the best I can. But you know what? I got to go ahead since you build a piece of shit. I got to go ahead and try to do the data collection thing. Let George run off. Go through all this now that I'm that I'm washed up and I'm trying to collect data so we can come back 2023 with the right thing. Then they don't listen to Lewis about the car. They yeah. come back out again in the same damn direction that's not working and then have to change midstream to a direction that's a bit better but still not fixed. And then 
been several situations with George Russell not knowing his damn place in the team, not as far as not being the best he can be, not as far as not trying to win races, but as far as character, character and integrity wise, as far as Mercedes puts two drivers on strategy, they don't want to give one an unfair advantage and George went against that more than one time. And I think that's what caused Lewis to say, you know what, I got to reevaluate my position. I'm not above being wrong and I'm not above realizing that I'm in a situation that might not be the best for me. It's time for me to go. What do you say? Because if, when you feel, when you're in a team like that and you are in a dogfight all year and then it ends like that. And I, fe- I mean, as a Mercedes fan, I felt that way too. I was like, okay, you guys are happy because you have eighth, but he doesn't. So I don't know if it was Lewis, let's not go crazy. Let's not, you know, go punt kicking chairs. We'll just get you a car. We'll compete next year and we'll come back stronger next year. I think Lewis gave them the benefit of the doubt at that point. I was like, okay, all right, we won't go crazy. We won't go demanding that they rescind the championship um, winnings and give it to me, which that's what they should have done, but they didn't. Um, And he played along with all the implementation of the new rules and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff that they said that they were going to put in place for the next season. But like you said, when he showed up back at Mercedes and... (sighs) The car was not performing. He is a competitor at heart. He always has been. He always will be. And there's only so many times that you could put on a good face, even though you're facing adversity in your team. You feel like, I mean, and I don't even know like how he felt. I know that there's probably a lot of things that he will not disclose because he doesn't want to throw anybody underneath the bus. But to me, it kind of felt like portrayal is a strong word. But it it's fits. like, yeah, but when he's on a press conference and he actually says, they're not listening to me. I'm like, holy crap. Right. And then they go and he even like the first year they came back. And I know now correct me if I'm wrong. They were testing when they were doing like the zero side pods and trying to do any and everything to figure out what would work for the car. He took a lot of that brunt of responsibility to see how how right. the new parts would perform on his car, which cost him being able to be at the front of the grid when Correct. George Russell was still in the front. And he was struggling like in the back because they were trying to figure out new car setups or new bits and pieces that they were putting on Correct. the car. So he did his due diligence of giving them the benefit of the doubt. I wouldn't even say for that just first year, the second year too. Then you add on top, you sandwich on top, George Russell (laughs) in the way that he was acting and him being bullish on um, whether it's team orders or strategies or being able to help his teammate. And I get it. George Russell wants to be a world champion. They all do. You know, like at the end of the day, your biggest competitor is the person that's in the same machinery as you. However, however, there were sacrifices that Lewis Hamilton made. And at some point you have to look. My mom told me self-preservation is law of the land. It just is, okay? And at some point, you have to preserve yourself. Also, too, look at Max Verstappen, where he is and how he's racking up all these world championships. By the time Lewis gets eighth, if he he keeps on the way he is with Mercedes, by the time Lewis Hamilton gets his eighth um, world title, Max Verstappen probably going to be right behind him with the seven anyway. You know what I mean? And you don't want that. You want to get your only life is so short and you're only in this sport for so many years. You saw like Sebastian Vettel. You saw the way. I mean, it can be taken away from you in the blink of a second. Look at Ayrton Senna. Senna, 
Correct. So you have to, you have to every single day wake up with intention and purpose of what can I do to hurry up to facilitate this process at lightning speed to be a world champion. And at this point, him going to Ferrari, I hope, is the answer to that. And, that, and that's where I want to go as we on the second half, hope. And I think you say hope because of the same reason I'm going to ask this question. And I said this at the beginning of the year when everybody was still harping about Mercedes failing, about Mercedes concept. And I said, you know what? You all are so polarized by Mercedes because they've been so great for so long. When a giant falls, everybody hears it, sees it, feels it. When somebody else who hasn't been up there, when a giant is already falling, you don't know whether they're getting up or they're stumbling again because you're paying attention to the new giant. Ferrari had just as many L's as damn Mercedes was at point in time. They were struggling with design. I know they now true. Their drivers were able to 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 get up some race wins. And Lewis Hamilton, had he been in Ferrari, then he would have been able to do the same. But still, would he have been able to mount a championship battle? I don't think so in the direction that Ferrari was going then. And we saw that because they changed direction. So yes. now it's about. Are people going to dismiss all of the criticism they've had about Ferrari due to Lewis Hamilton being there now? How can you dismiss the criticism of Ferrari and their strategies, A through double Z? You, you can't dismiss that. How do you dismiss the unreliability of their power units, not only in their cars, but their customer cars? You can't dismiss that. How do you dismiss their dysfunctional organization? We've seen Bonota walk off a of pit wall. Fred Vazor comes in. They give him my brother gas station ingredients to make filet mignon and beef wellington. <laughs> and, by, and credit to Fred, he did a, a phenomenal job in place because I think there are certain things you look for when you have a coach change, a GM change, you are a presidential change. You look and see there's a mess now. But what do they do with that mess? I'm not necessarily looking for them to just be over the hill, awesomely productive. But how they start to structure their house for the next time coming is going to tell me what they may do. And I think Fred did an awesome job, not only in team principle, but trying to gather pieces by also facilitate, facilitating two drivers in press conferences when he made it known that I'm not concerned about Vegas and all the hoopla. I'm concerned that the missteps in Vegas have cost us a car and then a cost cap. And I think Fred is going to do an awesome job with that. But still, does that all of that stuff get overcome in order for Ferrari and Lewis Hamilton and Charles to actually mount a championship battle? What do you say about that? That is going to be the question that is going to be answered. And I don't even think it's going to be answered in 2025, to be honest, because he has to get his feet underneath the desk first. And we have mm -hmm. to see what that looks like. Now, you can see, and I'll just give an example, and I don't even know how, this is a long shot, but Carlos okay. Sainz, when he came to the team, there was, when he, before he came to the team, there was a very big disconnect between the, the driver and the mechanics, and then also, like, the way that the car was set up. But what, what, what Carlos did that was different from even what, Char what Charles did was he worked hand-in-hand -hand with the engineers, kind of like Mikel Schumacher did. Right. Now, Lewis Hamilton... I feel like I don't know what barriers because we don't because Ferrari, they are really like um, they hold their issues close to their chest. So it basically implodes and then we all find out about Correct. it. So we don't know that the inner workings on how Mercedes works. I just saw what did work. 
Carlos went in. He he worked hand in hand with the engineers. They were able to construct a car that he was beating Charles Leclerc in. The same thing with Mikhail Schumacher. Ferrari became extremely competitive when when Michael, Mikhail Schumacher was sitting in that garage night in and night out testing with those right. yeah testing with those engineers. So. Lewis said that Mercedes wasn't listening. Hopefully, Ferrari listens even more. And also, Lewis Hamilton is an engineer in himself. He knows the setup of a car of what works and what doesn't work. All those drivers do. And considering that he's been in a championship-winning car for as long as he has, I'm wondering what he will bring in that beautiful mind of his to Ferrari. Right. I am, so this I, is, these are my right. hopes. These are my hopes. Right, okay. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they are hopes, but but you have evidence. You have articles of evidence that help support your hopes to hopefully look at something and anticipate what may happen. Mm-hmm. Now, I do. Let's we a lot of people right now, even us, highly focused on twenty twenty five due to what Lewis Hamilton does. And that, and I tell people all the time, that's how you know who the man still fucking is. Lewis Hamilton news come out, stock prices raise. People say, you know what? Fuck 2024. What's going to happen in 2025? They like, hey, hey, whatever right. happened in 2024, whatever. 2025, when's that coming? That's how you know who's still the man. But let's talk about 2024 because right now I feel like two teams specifically are on an audition. Ferrari is auditioning to hopefully let Lewis Hamilton know this is what we're preparing and what we will have coming and waiting for you when you get here. Mercedes is on audition to show Lewis, had you given us the time, this is what we would have done and what we could have done. But more so, George Russell, this is what you will have going forward. So don't worry about losing under advisement of Lewis Hamilton, which your ass didn't really take under advisement anyway. And that's right. going to show. So not only Russell is on audition, but Mercedes is on audition. Who do you think in your eyes, will audition the best? I I feel like I agree with you. Mercedes has something to prove now. They do. However, who's going to do the work? It seems like even all the way up to this point, Ferrari at least is attempting to do the work to make sure that they have the best car. So, I mean, 2024 is going to tell a lot. We'll know. We'll know, I think, mid-season who's doing what, for sure. Now, testing, preseason testing is probably not going to tell us anything. The first few races probably aren't going to tell us anything. But I think that halfway mark is going to tell us a whole lot. So I got to come back so we can talk about this this, this question that you you just asked me. Because it's so hard to tell. Um, I was going to say something else. I lost my train of thought. But... In the meantime, and I, I just got to talk about Carlos because I'm, I'm okay. so sad, but Carlos. I really feel like there is hope for Carlos. My predictions is because of his dad, I think that he will come back. It would be cool if he took a year off and came back with Audi in 2026. That's that what I'm predicting. Yeah, that's what I'm predicting. Um, I just don't, I don't see him. I don't know. I just don't see like anywhere else that he would go into me because of his dad and his dad's very successful um, mm-hmm. career in rally, rally racing mm-hmm. and and also um, his dad being honored uh, recently by Audi and in, in Spain um, okay. for all the accolades that he did in, in rally. I think that he solidified that partnership for the science family, family. with Audi, okay. in my opinion. Yeah. All right. So, but um, Audi. 
2026, Carlos Sainz yes. is where you think he'll land there. I think let, he, he could take a hiatus for a year. Let, I mean, they, we, they we have. Often, I, I don't want to. I don't want to change. I don't want to be give a double standard because I'm. I am a component of. If you take time off, you're losing time in the seat, and losing time in the seat is kind of dulling well, your maybe skills. maybe he could race rally or something. Maybe he, he could go right. do something else. That's what I mean. I'm as not talking about go get on a yacht and like be on vacation okay. for a whole year. I think that going to another racing series. Racing series. I mean, I just, I, I hate to even like totally jump possible. from, yeah, jump yeah. from like one subject to another. But looking at how happy Romain Grosjean was, I mean, I went to Rolex 24 hour and he was there that. racing, but his, they had to retire his car because of mechanical failure. He's but you could just see how happy he, he is. And even K-Mag, when he went away he, um, from, from F1 and came back, right. you know, he had a bit of, like, fervor when he came back. So right. maybe Carlos would be the same way if, if that's what he chooses to do. Right. I hope Carlos is not the same way. I hope Carlos is better because oh, um, no, Roman better, Groshan, right, Roman Groshan <laughs> left. He still ain't that good. Uh, but happier, which is good <laughs> for him. He's, he's, ha- he's happy. He's happy. He had mental health struggles when he was that's, in Formula One. So right, for him to happy. be in a place where he's happy and still that's not those health struggles, that's a win. That's a win. <laughs> and I say that every time everybody's not built for Formula One, you can go to another racing series and be successful and be happy. And it's just not everybody's not meant for the tip of the iceberg. And I'm not trying to diminish anybody's life or, or their goals. I'm just saying that it's just a reality and it's a fact. Everybody is not meant for every category in life. Some people perform better here, but they don't perform better there. And I would like to say, even Giovinazzi had his moment to come back, and he still won good, but he had a moment to come back. So there's not a doubt in Giovinazzi my mind. Giovinazzi won Le Mans. Okay, yeah, that, dude, You know what? He won it by go. committee. Let's stop playing. <laughs> I he don't won care. It by com- he was a part of the winning team. Exactly. He was part of the winning team. We're going to take part- it. He was a part of a winning team Don't that was comprised of three other drivers. Antonio hey, Giovinazzi. What, okay, let me ask you this. What the hell did Giovinazzi do when he came back in for testing? What the hell did he do? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. He it was, don't a, matter. He was a part no, of the don't team. Matter. <laughs> but, so if you're a Laker, right? You're a Laker, yeah. and you was on the team with Kobe, and yes. you were sitting on the bench, you still got a ring, didn't you? Yeah, I still got a ring, but you know when people say, bro, you didn't even really do it. I, what I'm supposed to say, like, man, you tripping. Nah, you're right. I, re- I, I really didn't do it. I keep it real. You're going to say, I don't want the ring. No, I, I don't, nah, I don't nah, want I'm the ring. No, I'm taking the ring, but if somebody contests me at a conversation, I got to keep this shit real. Yeah, you're right. I was on the bench, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was. You're right. What I'm supposed to say, Giovinazzi got to keep it real. Bro was not good on his own in Formula One. It's like when you get to Formula One, it's just more like golf or tennis. You're it. Okay, yes. when he when you're in Le Mans, that's by team committee. So a lot of people sitting on the bench with LeBron James, they happy LeBron James did what he did. They happy that damn that Kyrie <laughs> Irving did what he did. We yes. happy. People that sit in the front office got a damn ring too. So let's not act funny. Yeah, Giovinazzi. Filing yeah, paperwork. I would have been right there sending off every piece of mail with my ring. Hey. Right, just like this, like this. <laughs> Take a, pay, take a picture. I'm going to scan this shit in right now. You see it. I'm not shout mad at Shout out to Jeannie. Huge shout out to Jeannie. Go girl, Jeannie the Bus. Lakers. Do your thing. <laughs> I, I am, I'm not mad at all at, at Gio. And I think, that, I think that he is evidence for what I'm saying, that you can go elsewhere and race in a different capacity and be successful. And I think that's very important for drivers to realize that sooner than later instead of holding on to something feeling like you got to give up there's way too much to do in motorsports for you to only feel like it's either this or die and it's not it's not that and i just want to i wish other drivers would recognize that after some time of results and factual data telling you you're not very competitive here let's go and try somewhere else 
Because that's not a that's Logan? not an opinion. I think uh, this is a Logan statement. Yep, yeah, yeah. Logan, <laughs> you, you're 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 on the hot seat for 2024. <laughs> From one mayor, American who served in the military to another American who got quoted as Captain America, bro, I'm gonna be on your ass 2024, bro. I'm gonna be on your ass. I bullshit you not. Yes, I am. So I, I tell you what. Let let me ask you this. What do you see? Because I'm telling you. In my opinion, and I could be a bit aggressive. I could be a bit aggressive. Lewis Hamilton, to me, is playing. I, I would feel like I'm playing with house money. You know what? I'm coming back 2024. I'm with Mercedes. I'm all dialed in. I'm going to be with Ferrari next season. Contracts is ready. Uh, George, all that bullshit last season, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Try it this year. Max. I ain't, I ain't uh, testing nothing. With, they putting all that on your car. Nah, we ain't doing nah. none of that. That's his job. <laughs> That's that's your boy's job, Max Verstappen. We going into this turn. Oh, bro, you think you think you're not gonna be cutting some grass? I'm about to turn that fucking Red Bull you're into a John Deere lawnmower, bro. Oh my I'm, gosh. Bro, Max, bro, let me tell you something. We going out together, or we going through whatever's gonna happen? I'm playing with house money. You know what? Listen, your, your tire strategy last season, yo, uh, Bono. Tell the motherfuckers I'm coming in. Get my shit ready. I don't care about the button. When I cross the line, have my shit ready. I'm coming in, and I'm telling you what I want. I think Lewis Hamilton's playing with house money. I think this is the time to make a statement and let people know. Let George know. Let Max know. Let the world know. When you see me at Ferrari, just understand the mentality is going to be different. I think that. Just tell me what you think about that. How would you go shit. into it? Shit is going up. Okay, <laughs> you see, I got the camo on. You see, I yes. got the camo on. Let's He's go. Like, look, I can so see that point. And there was, I mean, he doesn't have anything to lose. And that is, that is, the, that's, that's the part that I really love. Because for the longest time, he had to play, he had to play calm. He had to play nice. He couldn't nice. be dirty. He really, I mean, he could get his elbows out. But you, we all saw what happens when, when Lewis really sticks his elbows out. Um, and you have Christian Horner crying, and then you have like, oh my gosh, he put my driver in the hospital for precautionary checks, bro. Cut the games. Um, <laughs> but I really think that I agree with you this season. If if the car is competitive, um, I feel like Lewis should throw it all out there. Um, another thing that I am concerned about, though, is I know that when drivers, when the team knows that the driver is going on to another team, they do tend to shut them out of a lot of things for further development of the car for the for the next season i don't know if like that's even going to affect lewis um but then also like are they going to be committed to him are they going to be committed to george mm. and who's going to have that seat once lewis leaves that's like that's another question mm. like are they are the drivers really still scrapping for that mercedes seat and that should be another reason why mercedes should be on a on audition because they right. have to figure out who is the person? Is Mick Schumacher going to get into that seat? or And then they move up another reserve driver? Or are they going to try to take another driver like, I don't know, Checo Perez? Right, right. And put them into the Mercedes seat. So like you said, there is another reason why Mercedes has to make sure that they're performing on par or above par this year. Because they have to look attractive to somebody. Got to be an attractive destination. Nobody going to tourist there. Nobody going to tour there. Nobody vacation there. Do you really there. think, yeah, but, but do you really think, Jay, like, who would be worthy of that Mercedes seat? But it's like, uh, is that honestly, the seat to be worthy I, of? Right. At and this that's point. What, that's just, <laughs> that is exactly what I was this just going to say. It's a double-edged sword. It, it is because it, it's, it's a seat 
by a team who has done great things and everybody has at some point, nobody's great forever. Ferrari proved that. They haven't been great for a long time. They're starting to look like the Dallas Cowboys in Formula One. Oh, you know, man, America, come on. That is a listen. low blow. That's yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're Dallas? Right. You, hey, you're right. It's a low blow. I ain't going to front. It's a low blow. I meant I intended for it to be that. I'm hoping it motivates them. You damn right it was a low blow. I, oh, my God. <laughs> the boys don't keep it real. It was a low blow, and I'm hoping they hear it and be like, you know what? We got to do something. But I'm just saying, a team that once was great, they still get that hair, that check, hasn't been doing so great. For some time. But those things come in seasons. It doesn't mean they won't return to greatness. And the same thing could go for Mercedes. It might be some seasons before they get back on top and start winning championships and maybe even more so driver championships. But I don't doubt that they'll be able to do it. Like I've never doubted that Ferrari will have an emergence again sometime in the future. And who knows when that's going to be. So with that being the case, it's like you're running out of all the savings that you had of being good. Because you cashed out a lot of that by building a shit car two seasons in a row. Had you built a competitive car, your savings account would be a lot more saved up because you wouldn't have used so much. But people look at you now and say, damn, can they develop? Damn. Can they keep personnel? Damn. Can they keep a GOAT driver? The answer is no, no, and no. So now it's becoming to be a destination that might be more suitable for something like Alex Albon. Um... Alonzo on the back half of his career. Perez, after having a very lackluster in comparison season to Max, because let's be honest, Perez still drove well. He made a lot of mistakes, but there are a lot of ingredients in there that are contributed by Red Bull that could say he didn't have an even fair fairness fight. So I'll leave it there. Yeah. I, I won't go into conspiracy theories. So maybe Perez. But at the end of the day, George Russell's going to have to be your guy. George Russell's going to have to be your guy. And I'm going to tell you this. If they come into 2025 and George Russell is not appointed the guy by Mercedes, they're going to look foolish because now you're telling us now you're telling us that you allowed yourself to have what came out to be a driver struggle by allowing this young man to come in and think he was due more than he got. And you let him get away with it. He better fucking be your guy. You allowed him to come in derail what murder Sadie has always put in place since Valtteri and Lewis with the strategy he better fucking be your guy you let this dude do what he said Lewis come and apologize if you don't have George Russell as your guy next season what the hell are you really doing so now it's a no 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 and hell no Mercedes <laughs> Mercedes got a lot to prove in these next couple of seasons I don't even bullshit you not and I'm gonna let you close this out on saying what what, what do you have to say about that so what I have to say about what Mercedes has to prove along with George Russell, there is a difference and there is a there is a circumstance when you have experience. George Russell still does not, in comparison to Lewis Hamilton does not have the experience that Mercedes needs to help them facilitate in constructing a better car. I still think that that's Lewis. But is Lewis going to waste his mental capacity on that? Probably not. So like you said, a lot of it's going to fall on George Russell, but not necessarily George Russell. I mean, you know how much I like Total Wolf. Shout out Total Wolf, T-Wolf. But a lot of it is going to have to come down to Total Wolf. I know that they brought James Allison in and they are going to pay him a whole lot of money <laughs> to stay and retain him. But are all those moving pieces going to work? 
for Mercedes. And and to be honest, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. So they unveil their car in a week. The 14th, right. Valentine's right. Day. Mm-hmm. Um, dang. So about a week and a half. About a week and a half. A week and a half. Okay. Right. Um, and... That really doesn't tell us anything. No. But we're going to have to wait to see till it gets till it gets on the track because they were like, oh my gosh, the car looks fast. Yeah, all the cars look fast. <laughs> Even the one that looked like a dolphin looked fast <laughs> until it wasn't. But, <laughs> but I think that that's, that's what it's going to have to take. But at the end of the day, this is what they all chose. Do you think that Total Wolf was like as shocked as he portrayed to be in his interview of Lewis Hamilton leaving? I kind of mm-hmm. felt like the writings were on the wall, yeah. especially like when Charles Leclerc that he was speaking in his interview and he's like, "Uh, hi Lewis." Right. They all had I think that Lewis and Ferrari were courting each other then. Right. And people knew about it and I really feel like come on, Total Wolf, he's like, yeah, you know, like I said, he's the Barack Obama of of the paddocks. I know he knew too. Right. Um, but I think Lewis pulling the trigger and activating, because didn't he have to activate a certain part of his um, contract to be able to get out that that clause where he was able to get out of his contract? He had to activate that. So that's how they basically were like, oh, my gosh, he's not playing around. He's actually leaving. It's because he had to activate that clause. But, um, no, I... All right, George, we got to see what you got. Like you, But see, George, this is what George wanted, though. George, Thank you. When George went to Mercedes, and we all knew, we all knew, we all knew that George came. They brought George to, they were intentional on bringing George to Mercedes because mm-hmm. they're like, he's the future of Mercedes. Correct. Did we think, or did George even think that it was going to come this soon? Mm-hmm. Is the question. And is he ready for it? Is he going to stand up to the task? Because whoever comes into that next seat they're going to have to have something to prove as well. And are they going to outshine George or not? Right. You know, that could be another possibility. Like, say if you bring Checo Perez to Mercedes, just theoretically, Checo Perez has way more experience than than George Russell. Yeah. Um, and all of the the intellectual... Um, what am I? What am I trying to say? Intellectual property, intellectual perspective, like, intellectual. In, yeah, like all his knowledge, working, all right. his knowledge of the intellectual property of Red Bull. Those drivers carry that information around, right. and you trying to tell me they don't share it? It's like that could be very strategic. And if Mercedes decides to bring somebody like Checo Perez on, because they're like, okay, like what does he know? I mean, he was in the car. What did the car feel like, and True. all that other stuff? So I know that that plays a factor in it. So, I don't know. It, it could go either way. It's so much more than just a driver, though. And I think that's what a lot of people realize. It's so much more than just the man getting in the car or the woman. Oh, the woman. I'm not going to discount right. a woman. I was saying, oh, no. Yeah, or okay. the woman, because I don't want to see another woman in Formula One. Right. But it's not about the person that gets in that car and, dri- and, and just drives around a track. There's so much more that goes into it. And even when they change teams, mm-hmm. there is... It's not because Lewis Hamilton is just an eight-time world champion. I'm going to say eight-time world champion. I, I didn't misspeak. Um, it's because all of the knowledge that he carries as well is what makes him valuable. And that's what makes a lot of those drivers valuable. Even, even as much as we don't like Max Verstappen, if Max Verstappen was to go to like another team, he would be valuable because you were in... Look, when you were driving that car off the rails... You, you had gained a lot of knowledge on how that car was constructed because you had to drive it. So right. any place that he goes, he would be valuable, right. in my opinion. Right. 
Well, I think we're along the same lines, you know, and I'm going to say this. Uh, there's a difference between Red Bull did and maybe you should try this when it comes to <laughs> breaking NDAs and all this other stuff. It's all about how you say things. So I don't know what Checo would say if you went somewhere else, but Checo, if you're going to say it, just say, hey, you know what? Why don't you just try this? Don't say Red Bull did. Just say try yeah, that. Yeah, just try this. Just try this. And, and George, I just hope you know. It depends on how fast you're going, how strong the wind is blowing, and what you drank last is going to determine how fast you get that spit in your face and how good it tastes when it comes back to you. So I hope everything in 2025 is good to you, brother. And with that oh being gosh. said, I'm with one of my favorite, favorite guests to be on the show, which will be on the show again, Tanya from Apex Takeover Podcast. You know where you can find her. I will put the links in the description. We will be back for another hot one coming up soon. We're going to be back multiple times through the season, multiple times through all of this, and a lot of times when things just pop off, we might just get on and give you all a gift because we know you like to see us. So with that being said, this is another episode of Performance Talk. And it's Tanya from Takeover Podcast. Y'all go check her out. Go follow her. Go subscribe. Go watch everything. Go listen to everything and make sure you leave her a five-star review on our podcast platform you can find it everywhere <laughs> digitally just put it in all right and with that saying performance talk is out peace thanks for watching another episode of wolfpack performance don't forget to check out some of my other content on formula one and motorsports topics like share subscribe and we go live on the weekends see you soon